It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, good morning and welcome to the show and welcome to 2024. This Oh, this is going to be a year. I can feel it already. And I'm not sure that's a good feeling. Kind of like that, you're not sure if you need a kind of feeling. Anyhow, we get to start off the uh, the year, though, by the way, with Taco Tuesday. Mm, tacos. Hope you did have a, a good New Year's uh, holiday weekend. Clay, good morning. Uh, Felicia Dalton, good morning. Thanks so much for checking in already on the uh, on the social medias, on the on Facebook, <laughs> on the interwebs over there. Also, Danny, good morning to you as well. Thanks so much for checking in. Of course, you can interact with the show. 233-9988, that is the phone number. That's also the number that you can text us on the show. And you can watch the show should you feel like you need to torment yourself that much this early in the morning. You can watch it on Wimpkin.com, and you can also watch it on Rumble, too. Uh, when you look for it on Rumble, though, you got to find TBRS. Don't look for the Brian Russ show or Brian Russ because for some reason I effed that all up. I don't know how I did it. I I'm gonna figure that out. But that's uh, that's how you find it. But you can also find the uh, the link for Wimkin at NewsTalk101.com. You know, just a couple of days is all it takes, and I don't even know where to start. There's so much stuff to get into. Uh, when it comes to uh, the the political world that we are in, because this place, the, the whole world's just a mess. The Epstein list, by the way, uh, was supposed to be released yesterday, and now we are being told that um, what's up with the shirt? I feel like all uptight and everything. It's like loosen up a little bit. <clears throat> uh, the Epstein list will be uh, released later on today. Is now the official word that we are seeing as to when uh, when that list will come out, and of course the list. Uh, is one that has uh, obviously caused a, a lot of controversy for quite a long time. Um, and uh, the redacted names that had been on the list, not knowing who it was, and apparently later on today we will get the, the unredacted list. Now the question is going to be whose name is going to be on it and whose name is not going to be on it. Because the whole reason for the delay that they had on this list was so that those whose name was on the list had the opportunity to present to the court as to why their name should remain redacted. Now, the names of any of the victims that were underage at the time will end up allegedly still being uh, in the redacted, which should be. I mean, this this shouldn't be, uh, you know, re-victimizing the victims at all, but the names of those that participated. Bill Clinton, by the way, is one of those names who on the list, it is being said that he was John Doe number 36. 
And apparently on the uh, on the, the, the papers that have been uh, redacted in the past and now are, are scheduled to be released at some points today, his name appears about 50 times redacted, 50 times, or referred to as John Doe 36. But remember, the worst person in the world is Donald Trump. I wonder how the left will react to this. I, I can't wait to hear the spin of just how the left is going to react to Bill Clinton's name being exposed more than 50 times on the list of the Epsteins. So this this ought to be interesting. There's a lot of other names that are going to be on there. There's about 170, 180 names roughly in that area. They, the, the actual number has varied depending upon the report that you hear. But there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of names that are uh, on this ready to be uh, be released. And again, like I said, it was, it was supposed to be yesterday. And I guess uh, they didn't feel like doing it with the holiday. So uh, we will see that uh, allegedly today. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it depends on what your definition of the word is, is. What a joke that was. When you flash back a little bit, what an absolute joke. Well, it depends on what your definition of is, is, is was with the, and the thing. But leave it to the Democrats to to go down that road. But the uh, the list apparently does have uh, a lot of uh, not so good people on it. And another one that's by the way on the list is a Democrat mega donor, uh, the one that is now uh, funding Nikki Haley's um, campaign. So it'll be interesting to see if if that name does come out on the list as well, and how Nikki Haley will respond to it. And I saw a leaked version of the list a couple of days ago. And I posted that I, I saw that. And, um, you know, when I was looking at that list, there's a lot of business people, a lot of high-end business people, a lot of A-list celebrities, and not anywhere near as many politicians as I thought there would be. Now, this could all change. And the, the idea that there's only 177 names and that is it, you know that there's got to be more names. It'll be interesting to see if more and more of this drops uh, in the next few days. But uh, Bill Clinton, one of the big ones that they're talking about, his name showing up more than 50 times. And we all know that Bill Clinton's kind of a sex addict. And now we uh, we have a little more confirmation that he's into more than just uh, interns. Which will be interesting to see what goes down with that. We'll also be interesting to see if anybody is able to sue. If these victims are able to sue more, once all these names are out, I don't know. Somebody who is uh, now able to get sued is uh, going to be Donald Trump. There's a, uh, a ruling that just came down yesterday that, uh, that now is saying that uh, Donald Trump did not have the presidential immunity. This was an appeals court that did it. This is obviously something that, uh, that Donald Trump is trying to get to the Supreme Court, uh, which will drop a huge bombshell on all of the lawsuits uh, should any of this happen. But... Now that Donald Trump has been cleared, uh, or he hasn't been cleared, but he doesn't have the presidential immunity, according to this appeals court, this federal appeals court. Now it is now opening up the ability for anybody who was injured physically or mentally during January 6th uh, to be able to sue Donald Trump uh, and say that he was at blame for it. All they're trying to do is, is to destroy this guy and slow him down and destroy him financially. That's what they're trying to do. And, you know, this is one of the things of the left. And I was, I was actually thinking about this a little bit yesterday. 
while I was sitting at home on the couch doing a whole lot of nothing. Because that's all I did yesterday. I did nothing but sit on the couch yesterday. Took a couple of naps, watched a couple of movies, but that was it. But I was thinking about this with how the Democrats, how they love that tool of being able to destroy somebody in some way. They, they don't want to just defeat them in, in a poll. They got to destroy them entirely. But you remember, it's the MAGA people that we have to worry about. But when you stop and think about this, with Donald Trump, with how much that they are attacking this man and the levels that they are attacking this man, who else are they after actually going after? Because remember the, the famous line that Donald Trump had said where, you know, they're not after me, they're after you, I'm standing in the way. And when you stop and look at a lot of how the Democrats are going after you and I, and they go after you and I in so many ways. And here's another thing to think about. And I was only thinking about this because yesterday I was also doing my budget, um, which made me, uh, I don't know if it made me... Uh, Angry, sad, confused. There's a range of emotions, including a little PO. And it made me think about it a little bit more. When you start talking about how the Democrats enjoy using the system to destroy people, and you think about what the, uh, the Democrats have done uh, with the middle class, with the way that they have, um, with the way that they've actually, uh, you know, Destroyed our economy, made it more difficult for you and I to get by on the average day. And you you know I've talked about this many times. And, and now, as of yesterday, it, it officially kicks in for me, um, being on the, uh, <clears throat> the Affordable Care Act, which is the biggest load of crap. I mean, the Affordable Care Act, sure, if you're somebody who never gets sick, it's something. And I tell you what, if that headphone jack didn't come in in the past couple of days and gets installed today, I'm going to be so pissed off at this damn thing. I'm so sick of every morning. And I know you don't get to hear this, but I get to hear it in my ears. And it's pissing me off. I can't hear a damn thing except for static. It drives me freaking crazy. It puts me in a mood. Okay, sorry. I had to vent for just a second. Um, so anyhow, with the Affordable Care Act, think about this for just a second. And especially if anybody is on it and you, you're experiencing it for yourself, you, you kind of get this a little bit. It's kind of another way to be able to eliminate and destroy more of the middle class. Because I thought about this as I'm now looking at my budget. You know, the, the B word that you and I are able to say, you just can't refer to that word when it comes to the government. When I looked at my budget, now that I'm on this thing, and again, I've, I've been very transparent and open with you. I have to pay $868 a month for my insurance. When I factor in the normal number of doctor's appointments that I have to have every year, the normal procedures that I have to have every year just to keep myself going for my kidney transplant and everything, when I think about the medication that I've got to get and I think about the deductible and I factor all that stuff in, I am paying $18,500 for my health care. Now, thankfully, I'm single. I don't have children. I don't have that responsibility, but I thought about that a little bit. If I was, in addition to everything that I've got going on in my life, and, and thankfully I also own a home, so my mortgage is considerably lower than what I would be paying if I had an apartment. If I had an apartment, uh, I would be paying twice as much of what I'm paying now for half of what I've got. If I had children, or if I had to pay child support, or any of those types of things, 
based upon my income and what I've got to pay for, for health insurance. And then of course, just regular everyday life stuff. I would never be able to survive. I mean, it would absolutely financially crush me in every possible way, or it would force me down to the, the level of, okay, look, I can't afford to, to do certain doctor's appointments. I can't afford to take medications. I'm going to not be able to do this. I can't do that. And heaven forbid that it ended up being one of those, because remember, many Americans right now are that $500 bill away uh, from financial ruin. It makes you wonder, because there's a certain point where incompetence gets to a point where that's no longer incompetent. That's intentional. And you look at all the things that the Democrats institute at all these different levels in California, in the federal level and everywhere else where you see Democrats in charge of things and you see the the administrative state, which, by the way, is all Democrat. Don't tell me that there's a lot of Republicans working there because there's not. This is a plan to crush and destroy the middle class. Because it really could do it. And, and, and of course, when I talk about my experience, I'm not talking about my experience so that people can be like, oh, poor Brian. No, because I'm thinking about if this is me and I know what's going on and I know for a fact I'm not the only one. I know that there are thousands, tens of thousands, if not millions of Americans in the same exact boat that I'm in. However, some are in a worse boat because they've got children. They're living in apartments where expenses are even higher. So it, it really pisses me off even more when I think about the fact that the bill is called the Affordable Care Act. Because unless you are a healthy individual, and I'm fairly healthy, I just have a condition that needs medical attention all the time to keep me going. So if you're healthy, then you're fine. But if you by any chance are not what a great way to reduce the population. Think about that for a second. Because that is a goal of that one world order. That and the fact of, you know, you will own nothing by 2030 and you will be happy about it. Well, think about that. If there are tens of millions of Americans that are in the same position that I am in, because one, we are seeing more and more people in the, the, the 1099 gig economy versus W-2 employees. So now employers are paying less and less for health insurance. And of course, they're also not paying the employees even more to be able to pick up that expense. How easy is it going to be for people to be put into complete bankruptcy with a $500 bill, a unexpected illness on top of what you might have and a $15,000, $20,000 doctor bill? How easy will it be to put so much of the population into the bankruptcy to the point where they will own nothing and you will be happy with it. There's so much about this that really truly is no longer coming across as just incompetent. It is coming across more and more now as in this is an intentional plan on how to take people down. Now, the situation with insurance here in Florida, um, beyond health insurance, when we start talking about home insurance and car insurance and everything else, that is 
a level of greed. That, and it's not the greed of the insurance companies. It's greed of these ambulance-chasing um, lawyers that have effed up the entire system. And I think there is a level of incompetence when it comes to our politician level, uh, both on the state and the national level, on how to really, truly address these things. Now, granted, here in Florida, I got to give the legislation props, and they're getting back at it here in about a week, that they are going after the lawyers. They are going after them, which is interesting because a lot of those legislators happen to be lawyers. But they are going after that. And it's going to be a thing that here in Florida, you know, with this effort that they are doing, is going to take a little bit of time. It's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not, they're not going to pass the bill next week and then uh, Ron DeSantis will be able to sign it and then things will be fine. It's going to take some time. But on the national level, you look at what the Democrats and the administrative state do to you and I and to the middle class on a regular basis. The idea of you not owning anything and being happy with it in the next six years, that's a real possibility. This government, man, we just can't trust them. Simply can't trust them. This is why it is so important that 2024... The Republicans step up, which is another thing. Republicans, Ronna McDaniel, boot her ass out today and get on the right track. Hey, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show and happy Taco Tuesday. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, America. Want to see a progressive squirm? Turn the Brian Russ show up a little louder and watch them. Now back to the show on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Taco Tuesday. And welcome to 2024. Oh, I just, I don't have the best feeling when it comes to 2024. I wish I started off a little bit better. Just not there. I know that we should have hopes. 
that we should be thinking, okay, you know, it's a new year, new me, which I hate that. I hate the new year, new me thing. There's nothing new about me other than I'm getting closer to being a little older. That is it. But when we also look at the, the, the way that our government is going, and healthcare is, what an easy way to destroy the economy and to destroy people by doing it through healthcare. And I don't know if you saw this, but California now, and I love it too because a lot of uh, people try, oh, that's fake news. It's fake news. That's not true. California now is offering, and this is another thing that should tick most of us off. California now offers, starting today, healthcare to the illegal immigrants. And of course, it is one of those things that's, that's trying to get them a little bit closer and closer uh, to be able to getting to be uh, the the, uh, the universal health care. But it kind of ticks me off that we have taxpayer dollars that are going to people that are here illegally while actual citizens of this country, born and raised here, it is their country, and yet they have to struggle and suffer, uh, you know, because of the way they designed the system, yet they can afford to go ahead and give illegal aliens free health care. And of course, in the state of California, they are $68 billion. That is $68 billion with a B dollars in deficit right now. I don't know how they're going to afford to do this. There's no way they could do it. Now, here's one of the other problems uh, that we also have in the medical industry. And it's a dirty secret that a lot of people don't realize. And some people think, oh, they're a doctor. They're making all this money. They're not. Doctors are not making anywhere near the money they technically should be or at one point in time had been making. You have things like the Medicare and Medicaid that are literally dictating what doctors can make off of things. You have situations like, and I use this all the time as an example because it's the one thing that ticks me off the most with the stress test that I had to have done. The $14,500 stress test, which I didn't do that one because my doctor's awesome and he's got awesome doctor friends and we were able to do it cheaper. But if I did it at the hospital, that's how much it would have cost the insurance company. And my doctor told me, yeah, maybe I would have gotten a couple hundred dollars out of that. Maybe. But that couple hundred dollars that he gets out of that also has to go to paying all of his bills, his insurance, his staff, all the other stuff that he's got. And what does he get out of that? Maybe a cheeseburger from McDonald's? So how long is it going to be before we start to run out of doctors when they start looking at it going, I'm not making any money. I've got $100,000, $200,000 in debt with, uh, with education. I don't want to do this anymore. We could be in an even bigger problem. Hang on, we got a break for Fox News. Be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
This On The Fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On The Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, happy Taco Tuesday, and happy uh, 2024. I mean, I'm, I know I'm trying to be, be positive, to think that 2024 is going to be a better year, but there's so many signs that just, I don't know, a lot of the financial experts saying, yeah, this is going to be a tough year. It's also the political year of all political years. We have so many elections that are going on. We've got the municipal elections that'll be happening. We have the uh, the primaries that'll be happening. There'll be two primaries that'll be going on. We've got the presidential primary, which I believe what is ours like March, and then we've got uh, August for the uh, the the general primary, and then there's the general election that's coming up in the end. It's going to be a year of voting, and I really hope that people get out and vote this year. It is going to be so important for all of us to get out and actually vote. Uh, Joe, good morning. Thanks for checking in uh, this morning on the text. Also, um, who else is checking in? Larry up there in Pennsylvania watching on Wimpkin. Thanks so much for uh, for watching there. I believe I am going to be going up to Pennsylvania this weekend. However, the um, unfortunately, the uh, the big event that uh, we were supposed to go up there for, the, uh, the Wimpkin event, uh, has been postponed. So the event's been postponed, but... Um, I'm thinking that I may still end up popping up there anyhow, um, just to go hang out with the team from, from Wimpkin, a uh, great group of people. They're uh, you know, a group of people that are actually really trying to, to spread the, the freedom of, uh, of, of expression and without having the censorship because we're seeing censorship again on Facebook. Facebook is starting to censor the conservative movement yet again. And I don't know why they do that. I mean, well, let me rephrase it. I know why they do that, but it just doesn't make much sense because when you stop and think about this, of who uses Facebook nowadays, the people that are using Facebook, and this is something that we talked about two years ago. When you look at who uses Facebook, they are now becoming more and more of an older demographic, and most of that demographic is actually leaning very much so to the right. And you would have thought that with the amount of money that Meta had lost on advertising because of those that were the older demographic, that are the right-leaning people that decided, screw you, Facebook, I'm done with you, and left, that maybe they would change their uh, their ways. But apparently, that's, um, it, it doesn't quite work that way. They're not doing that. Just I don't get it. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to go up there. I know I was looking forward to seeing a lot of people uh, from Pennsylvania that uh, that do watch the show on Wimpkin.com. Um, I don't know. I, w- maybe we'll be able to go back up for the, the reschedule. But either way, I think I might go up there this weekend. We'll, we'll see what happens. So yesterday with the New Year's, I don't know what you guys did. I Like I said, I did a whole lot of nothing. I just, I sat around. I took a, a couple of naps. Uh, ate a little bit of food, watched TV, and really that was about all I did for the day. But I finally got around to seeing something that I had not seen yet. And I have a take on this. And that is the sound of freedom. 
I know you're thinking to yourself, Brian, a little behind on the ball, aren't you? Yes, because well, I don't have much time to actually sit down and watch movies. And I saw that it popped up on uh, Amazon Prime for free. So I'm like, all right, let's watch it. Let's check this out. It was a good movie. But you know what? Here's what I took away from the movie. Because I'm thinking about all the controversy over the movie. You remember how horrible everything was and how we got to stop it and we got to block it and we don't want people to see this movie and everything. When you really think about it, how many times have we seen that movie? How many times have we seen that storyline in movies that Hollywood has produced? Because when I, after, after watching Sound of Freedom, I looked at it and I said, you know what? There was nothing extraordinarily different about that movie that I haven't already seen in the past, which got me thinking about this. Why was there such a controversy? It had nothing to do with the context of the movie because the movie has been made multiple times in the past. It's who made the movie, which again is one of these things with the, with the, the left where if it's not their idea, they're against it. And heaven forbid that those on the right actually come up with an idea and they do it, then it's the worst thing in the world. I mean, seriously, think about this. With all the movies that you have seen, whether they be good movies or craptastic movies, how many times have we seen a movie that has been an action flick that has done the whole human trafficking thing? I mean, the movie was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not bashing on the movie in, in any way that way. It was a very well done movie. But the thing is, the storyline is, while it's true, is no different than the storyline that we have seen on multiple other movies that we have never seen the controversy on. But the controversy that we saw over The Sound of Freedom is only because of the fact that it was produced by people from the right. And it, it was something that the right was standing up for. It's ridiculous with how Hollywood acts. And I'm loving the, uh, the, the growing list of celebrities that are saying that they're going to leave the country if Donald Trump becomes elected or becomes president again. First off, we've already gone through this twice. We heard it in 2016. We heard it in 2020. And you guys never left, never made any effort to leave. And now that you're saying it again, we know it's a load of crap. But some of the ones that are on there, I'm... I'm really hoping, <laughs> no, I didn't say Sound of Music. I, I, I probably paused on that a little bit. Sound of Music was still a better movie. Um, I'm sorry. Ooh, squirrel. But the, the growing list of celebrities, there are so many of them on there. I'd be happy if they left. Like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, who now is becoming like the poster child for the, the Democrats with the reelection campaign of Joe Biden, which... Again, Republicans, get on it. I mean, get on it. Yes, I know that Taylor Swift is immensely popular, but you know what? It's okay to call things out. Like, let's talk about the fact that the woman who has made billions of dollars by charging you $2,000 a concert ticket and as a ultra leftist, has made her living off of writing songs about her poor choices in men is telling you that you need to vote for Joe Biden. Where are the Republicans calling that out? 
Where are the Republicans actually calling out Hollywood that really, truly, when you look at Hollywood, they are some of the dumbest damn people on the earth. They really are. They think that they are the greatest. They think that whatever it is that they spew out, everybody should just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they said that. But they are, for a whole, I mean, there's some exceptions, but as a whole, they are the dumbest group of people on the planet. And when they get out there and start talking politics and start telling us what we should believe in, and the Republicans never come out and, like, counter that whatsoever, like, where were the Republicans looking at all these these A-list, B-list, C-list, D-list celebrities that are out there complaining about Donald Trump going, hey, you weren't complaining about Donald Trump before he became a Republican and became president. Now you are? You bowed down to his feet. You begged him for everything. You made songs about him. He was a cultural icon. And now all of a sudden, because he doesn't support the politics that you do, that he's the worst person on the planet. You never hear any of that because the Republicans and, and yes, Clay, I want to use the word you use all the time, but I can't. They're weak. They're absolutely weak and they, they don't stand up for us. And I think it's time that somebody starts doing that. And, you know, this whole thing with Disney. <laughs> Disney. Oh. These guys need to wake up and realize there's a very easy way for them to recover. Very easy way. And that is to stop with the woke. Put your foot down on it. Because it's very evident. You know, when you look at Disney and the billions of dollars that they have lost in the past couple of years, and they have lost billions of dollars. It's not that hard to sit back and go, geez, what has gone wrong with our business? And with any other business, you can do that. If business starts to go down, your market share starts to drop, you can step back and go, okay, what's going on? Where's all of our customers going? Oh, they're going over to that brand. Why are they going over there? Oh, because it's cheaper? Okay, well, let's, let's lower our prices and see what we can do. Let's start marketing a little bit. Let's remind everybody we're here. There's so many things that you can do to actually analyze your business that is failing and go, okay, this is what's wrong. Okay, let's fix it. And with Disney, it's a very simple thing. Y'all gone woke. Now you're going broke because none of us want to see what it is that you're putting out. Every movie that they have put out has been an absolute utter flop. People are now going to the amusement parks less and less because... When we go to the amusement park with our daughters, we don't want to go see the princess that goes, hey, little princess, how are you doing today? We don't want to see that. But Disney has allowed that. Because Disney doesn't have the cojones to say, no, you're a dude, and you're going to play a prince, or you're going to play a male character, not a princess. Sorry, if you don't like it, Taco Bell is down the street. Go work there. Get out. And then, of course, we watch other products of Disney, like The View. And everybody knows that Disney runs ABC and owns ABC, and The View is part of them. And they've done nothing to curb the absolute hate that comes out of The View. And now the latest this thing that came up, and you would have thought that, you know, after the first time, because they did this in 2016 as well, but now during the ABC New Year's Eve show, which I'm willing to bet was kind of a flop. I completely forgot it was even on. But uh, Green Day, the band, came out and once again uh, had to insult Trump supporters. 
They played their song, American Idiot, which Billy Joe Armstrong, I used to like Green Day at one point. I did. But Billy Joe Armstrong, I mean, first off, you're not a bright dude. So sit down, shut up, and sing. Just sing for us, monkey. That's all we want to hear from you. But he gets out there and he's got to make his uh, his political statement once again, which he did do in 2016 as well. But he changed the song American Idiot. And the line in that song is, I'm not part of, an, of a redneck agenda. And he changed it so he says, I'm not part of the MAGA agenda. You know, fine, if you don't want to be part of it. But really, do you have to grandstand like this all the time? And this is the other thing about Hollywood. All you keep doing is pissing people off. You keep doing that. We don't want to be part. We don't want your product. We don't care about you anymore. Go away. But this is one of these things that, you know, Disney should have been aware of because it's not the first time he's done it. And considering all the stuff that's going on right now, going anti-Donald Trump has also been something that any Helen Keller out there can realize is probably not the best route to go. And Disney should have said, hey, look, guys, I know that you did this in 2016. I know you're not a big Trump supporter. Do not do this again. Otherwise, we won't pay you. Or we will never invite you back on again, and we will never do anything again. We'll destroy you. They've got the power to do that. But they don't because they're weak. Just some things have just got to change in this world that we're living in. Otherwise, I just, again, I don't have the greatest feelings for 2024. Because you've got people like Disney that are not taking the steps and the effort to change what they need to change in order to be better people and to better society and to be a company that actually generates revenue again. And then you just see the, the Hollywood leftists. And in, in how they attack things and how they attack people. It's just, it's unbelievable. By the way, today, speaking of Hollywood, California, and leftists, today is the day that the mandate goes into effect for California toy stores or California stores that sell toys to have a gender-neutral toy section. Today's the day that starts off. Of course, this is the thing. And another thing that, um, that I, I don't think any of the idiot politicians think about The rule applies to stores that are 500 employees or more. You know what that's going to mean? That's going to mean that any business that doesn't want to deal with having to be fined $500, it starts off at $250 and then it's $500 after that for every instance, any store that doesn't want to get fined for doing something that, one, there is absolutely no demand for. There is no demand out there I, well, not, not no demand, but there's not enough of a demand that matters where you have got to have a gender-neutral toy section. And two, what the hell does that even mean? And even the bill doesn't define what exactly a gender-neutral toy section is. So do you do for a gender-neutral toy section, do you put in Uh, The Barbie doll, the G.I. Joe Barbie doll, where she's dressed up as a boy instead of a girl. But then again, if you're gender neutral, but you want to have the Barbie girl and not the Barbie boy, is somebody still... See, there's so much about this that is confusing. But here's one of the things they don't think about. And this is exactly what I would do if I was one of these companies. I would be like, you know what? Screw you and your toy mandate. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trim my workforce. 
I will not have any more than 499 employees working for my company. That's all I'm going to do. You just make it so that you only have 499 employees working for your company and you don't have to deal with that. It's just, it's so stupid. I mean, it's so absolutely stupid. The stuff that we get out of the left. And again, while some things I think are intentional, there are a lot of other things that just show the incompetence. And stuff like this is incompetence. When you, when you actually have the, uh, the, the legislators going out there and saying that you've got to have these gender-neutral toys that don't exist in a se- section so that those that want it can go to it. And if you don't, we're going to fine you, but only if you have 500 or more employees. Businesses would just say, screw it, 499 employees, that's the cap. And then people don't have jobs. Once again, brilliant on the behalf of the Democrats. Hey, guys, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. enough to call it like it is and say it with a smile. The Brian Rust Show is on. News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Taco Tuesday. As we get off uh, 2024 started here. I want to be so positive. I really do. I want nothing more than to be positive about uh, 2024, but there's so much that just it doesn't look good. We have the uh, the first of the caucuses that are starting in about two weeks from now, the Iowa caucus, uh, followed by the uh, New Hampshire primary. And again, these are things that I know the, the, the political people, they get all geeked out about it and they start, you know, drooling and getting all excited uh, about the fact that these are happening. I kind of look at this and going, you know what? I really don't care what Iowa says. I don't care what New Hampshire says. It really decides on what I think. I think that too many political people put way too much in. Oh, my God. Whatever Iowa says is what we got to do. It's like between Iowa and New Hampshire, we could put the population of that up against just the panhandle of Florida as well, alone, and we still beat them both. Who cares? Get over it. But the uh, the Iowa caucuses are going to be starting soon. And the other thing that I have a feeling is going to start really soon is a uh, conflict with Iran. This is not looking good. I don't know if you not watched the news uh, over the weekend with the the latest situation with the Houthis, but the Houthis decided to F.A. and they F.O.'d. They decided they were going to attack a few more ships, and uh, we went out there and said, hey, knock it off. And they turned around, and they, I mean, I've got to give them props on this one. They got a set of cojones on them to do this because the very last thing that I think I would ever do, if I saw an Apache helicopter, Turning around, coming up to me and going, good morning. The last thing I would do 
is shoot back at that thing. And they did. And the U.S. helicopters showed them what the FO part of the FAFO is. Well, now Iran is actually sending a battleship. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a frigate that's from like 1969. So, I mean, not that it's going to do much for us. It's probably it's one of the few ships that actually survived the Ronald Reagan era that is going to be now into the, the, the Red Sea, into the Straits over there. And I don't know what they think they're going to do. I really don't. Because at this point, we have a carrier fleet in that area. UK now has a fleet in that area and other countries as well are also joining in on this fund. And Iran's like, we're going to send in a frigate from 1969 to come in there and show you who's boss. I have a feeling that within the next few days, we're probably going to see um, a massive wiping out of the Houthis. And it'll be interesting to see what Iran decides they want to do to step it up. Now, our own illustrious vacationing leader, uh, who has nothing to say right now because he's on the beach, has not made a statement uh, regarding the situation with the Houthi rebels. However, the UK, they did come out and make a statement, and their statement was, we're going to wipe them off the face of the earth. So I have a feeling that in the next couple of days, that is one of the things that we are going to start seeing. We're going to see the Houthi rebels uh, over in Yemen turned into sand, wiped off, Pink mist, poof, thanks for playing. But the big question then is going to be, what will Iran decide to do to step it up to escalate things? And now you'd think that they would have learned because back in the 80s, when they FAFO'd with our Navy, we sunk half of their Navy. And that was with the capabilities that we had in the 80s. You think about the military capabilities that our Navy has today, it may be more than half of their Navy that goes to the bottom of the Red Sea this time around. But hopefully Iran will get a little bit smarter, but that's only wishful thinking. I know it's not going to happen. So in addition to everything else that we've got going on, be prepared. That's probably going to be another thing we've got going. But maybe later on today, we'll get a good healthy distraction as the Epstein list is expected to be released today. Well, that's going to be some good reading. Hang on, we'll be right back. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of The Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show on hour number two. Happy Taco Tuesday. Oh, 
Oh, it's 2024. I just, you know what I've, I've been very entertained with the past couple of days is watching the the list of reviews, which I I always kind of hate those reviews. The year in review, looking back at it all. And some of the things that they have out there, like what was the one that I just saw? Hang on. It was, um, oh, get the ad out of the way. Stupid interwebs. The political sex scandals that rocked Washington in 2023. That has got to be a long report. I didn't I didn't even look into it. I just, I popped that open and I was like, I don't even want to look. Because that list has got to be so long. I mean, it's got to be so long. And of course, we ended it <laughs> with the Senate thing. Oh, which by the way, that kid, like I said, he's going to be rich by summertime. He's going to start himself an OnlyFans page, and he will be he will be loaded without a doubt. Earl, happy 2024. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, Brian. Outstanding. Happy 2024. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, you know what? I'm trying to be positive, and I'm trying to hope for a happy 2024. I just, I don't, I don't know. We're not off to a good start, well, bud. No, we're not. No, we're not. But just remember. Better things to come, more exciting. Remember that old Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times? It's going to get real. Right. Well, you know, China and um, unfortunately throwing into this North Korea, uh, they're, they're calling uh, 2024 a year of happy and friendship. Of course, yeah. for them, not for the rest of us, but I mean. For them? Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'll be your friend after I beat you half to death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be friends. Yeah, exactly. Of course, Russia's not going to be yeah. all that happy with North Korea because I don't know if you you pay attention to a lot of this stuff. But God, we, we, are, <laughs> you're talking about the artillery. Yes, this is the funniest thing. I mean, it's it's so funny. If you haven't paid attention to this, as we know, the North Korea has decided they're going to be friends with Russia. They went up there, they made the deal. They're going to help them out with our artillery and all this other stuff, and they sent all this ammunition over to Russia. Well, the stuff is so uh -huh. craptastic that the stuff is like blowing up in the guns and cannons and all the other stuff, and it's 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 causing bigger problem for Russia. It's you you want to talk about it just is. funny? That is just that is great. I love it. It's falling short. Yeah. Short rounds. Yeah, short, short rounds. rounds. It's going about as far not. as the firing pin, and that's about it. Yeah, and when they assemble the artillery shells. They're leaving out uh, some kind of copper wire on the inside that does something when it goes boom. Mm. And it's, it's too funny. It's, it's I, t I tell you, don't make the Russians mad. The North Koreans, who cares less? Why does he think anybody even wants that country? Yeah. There's nothing there that any, anybody to want. It's mountains. It's Rockies. The rice comes from septic tanks. Yep. You know, you know I think it was just an act of desperation from Putin, I think, because he's losing allies like crazy, and he's running really short on ammunition. And, you know, little Kim was like, hey, I got it for you. And they kind of took that. Of course, I think I think North Korea is probably getting the better end of the deal. That is, if Russia actually uh, lives up to it. If they get paid, they'll get paid. They get paid. Well, I think it's going to be more but, than uh, just paid. I think they're they're looking for, like, technology and assistance with their nuclear program and missiles and all that other stuff, which can be more well, dangerous that's, that's than it. Russia at this point. Yeah. Well, you know, you give a kid a bunch of firecrackers and skyrockets 
and a box of matches and tell them, go have fun, go play in the yard. Yeah. Sets the yard on fire, blows up the tractor, you know, blows part two by fours and has fun. Hey, listen, Av- I cannot pronounce this right. In Ukraine, Avadika, mm-hmm. city is three-quarters surrounded. If you remember World War II and you look at the Falaise Gap, you look at the Battle of the Bulge where the Germans pushed past the first fuel depot. They got the first fuel depot and they got to the Meuse River. It's almost the same design. Ukraine is now moving more troops out of other areas into that city to defend it. Meanwhile, Russia has it three-quarter to 80% surrounded. They close that gap. Ukraine will lose an entire army or more to surrender. All they got to do is, Russians have to close the gap. No supplies get to them. Mm -hmm. And Ukraine has to surrender. But you know what? They've already done that a couple of times where... Where we huh? thought th- they've done this a couple of times, where they've they've kind of surrounded some Ukrainian, uh, you know, um, uh-huh. military divisions, and and everybody was like, "Oh, it's over." And then the next thing you know, not so much. So I don't. The whole Ukraine thing is getting harder and harder to predict. I mean, at one point, I think it was it was pretty easy to say, "Okay, um, Ukraine's going to win, uh, Russia's going to win," uh, and then everything that should be isn't. And I don't know. I, I just I, I'm at the point I don't know anymore about Ukraine. Russia Except for we need win. to stop sending money and stuff to them. Yes, we do. We need to stop sending money where the president of Ukraine can go buy him a fancy boat. Right. Or at His least go at Paris. least get us so that we uh, we do have the IOU, now that we know that that's an option. Well, uh, I expect BlackRock, is, like you said a couple of months ago, had already signed contracts to rebuild yep. Ukraine. And the uh, farming area has not been attacked. Right. It's being held open. But, you know, maybe you, maybe Zelensky's trading land lease for equipment like he did in World War II. Wouldn't surprise me at you all. Know, the big three, right, they, you know, they England, run everything. You know, between State, England, State Street, uh, you know, was it State Street, uh, BlackRock, and, um, oh, what's the other? I always forget the the three of them. Uh, BlackRock, I always get, but the other three, I mess up. State Street, BlackRock, and call Brian. yeah, I don't know. It's but, it's, it's too early know, in the week. England just in the 1980s paid off its war debt to us in World War II. Mm-hmm. Russia's still paying their war debt, but they pay every month, regardless of the political situation. Yep, the land lease program, they're still paying us, even though we sent them crappy equipment. They still took it and made the best of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens in Ukraine. But we got the is. bigger problem yeah. right now. Ukraine is just, as as Ken just put it, Ukraine is a current cash cow and distraction, uh, which is true. Uh, the big problem, I think, right now that we have to really look at is the uh, the Middle East right there in Yemen. That's going to be yeah. That's going to be yep. interesting. It is the Iranian uh, frigate that is they sent in there. That's bait. Yeah, Those that's total dead. bait. They're bait, so uh, they'll have. So Iran will have re- reason to close the uh, Gulf. That's bait. They'll run out and say we're going to defend the Houthis. They're our allies, and U.S. Navy blows them underwater, and they close the, the, the Gulf, the Persian Gulf. I don't know. That's it, what it'd be no I don't. I don't know if Iran really has the ability to uh, to to close that. 
because well, you Vanguard. That's the other. One. Thanks, Austin. Um, the um, I don't think Iran's got that ability. I mean, you remember back in the eighties, we we literally yeah. un- sunk half of their navy in the eighties. We did. Our navy is nothing. Uh, you know, n- compared to the eighties, our, our our navy now. I mean, there's no comparison uh, of what it's like oh. now, and. The fact that, that that Iran is sending out a ship from 1969 uh, to go out there yeah. to 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 strong arm America and the UK, it's like, what are you guys even remotely thinking? Well, you have to look at go back to World War II and the German invasion of Norway. Uh, they sent an invasion force into Norway. I can't remember the name. Blucher, I think, is the name of the warship. Blucher. Mm-hmm. And the Norwegians had a fort. From before World War One, sitting there, they put in some new guns, had original torpedoes from World War One. Only had two. They didn't know if they would fire, and they blew the Blucher out of the water, and they closed that gap. They stopped the Germans from invading that area for, I think, about a week. But this fort, the German intelligence has said the fort is not important. And it was. It was very important. And they had guns on the other land side of the channel. Iran Iran has the same setup on land with missiles and heavy guns. And they're well encased. Yeah. So I just I don't know how, how much of a threat, though, that it really truly is. I think it, it may be an FAFO kind of situation. They'll, they'll try something. And then, well, I mean, we, we've got the ability to take out anything that they've got that is uh, fortified. Do. So... It, we, do we have the will? Um, you know what? I don't know if it's going to be a matter of we've got the will, but I think the places like the UK does have the will. And I think that when you look at the the economic aspect that that the Straits actually uh, holds with the amount of the uh-huh. uh, of trade that goes through there, I think even with the the political lack of will to want to go in there and do something, the economic will, the BlackRock, yep. State Street, Vanguards, um, they will be told, no, you need to do something about it because we can't have this. So I I, I have a feeling it'll, it'll probably be like the U.K. that will lead the charge on that. Then the financial uh, powers that be will uh, have our, have their meeting with, uh, with, with Joe. And then the next thing you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you, uh, you get my text? On December 27th and 28th? I did get that. Yeah. Now, people say you can't, that we can't do this. I can't do this. Well, I told you what something was going to happen December 28th. Yeah, you 27th did. 27th and 28th. I did it two weeks ago. Yep. You and did. People say, no, 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 no. And, it, and anyway. it, you were a little bit off on it on the, the actual days, but I mean, you were, you were, it was right there in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, when you, you talk about the Hootie Patrol boats and, the, yep. the other well, stuff that went down. The 5100, the IBM 5100, when I say it connects to other computers and allows them to talk, that includes numerology, numbers, and astrology, and all that. Mm-hmm. Everything's included, Brian. Yep. That's why the number two come up so important. And I'm going to go right down the list real quick. That's yeah. all right. Let's do it. All right. All right. December 27th and 28th, two days. December 30th, four Hootie patrol boats attack a freighter twice. The same freighter was attacked twice. Mm-hmm. Still the number two. Two U.S. Navy destroyers sent two attack helicopters 
to attack four patrol boats. Now get this, two of the patrol, this is something we haven't done before. Two of the patrol boats were destroyed and their crews killed, Mm -hmm. gone. The third patrol boat was destroyed. Some of the crew lived. I said destroyed. One boat retreated. All right, that's still number two. Uh, Where I said boom and boomer. Two boats, boom, and they hit down boomer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what happened was the number two showed up. You got four patrol boats. December 28th, 27th, and 28th is two days. You had two more. That makes that gives you the number four. Interesting. Four boats. And you, yeah. your, your accuracy on this is about 95% uh, when it comes yeah. to some of these predictions that you have. And um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what goes well, on in, in that area well, and how much longer it's going to be. It will be, Brian. The thing is, if I sit down and read off the, everything this computer puts out, number page by page, number by number, what's going to happen? People are going to get bored. So I'll give you something uh, that you could put down in a logbook on an airplane. Instead of everything that happened, I give you the details in about three sentences, and boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. And people should understand that. I am not going to give you detail by detail by detail like a script from a, like our White House is doing or Wash, uh, Hollywood's doing. I don't write scripts. I write what the computer gives me, what uh, remote viewing gives me. That's what I write. Right. That's what I tell you all about. Well, you've been, like I said earlier, you've been, uh, the accuracy is about 95% uh, on some of the things that uh, that's going on. And um, it's a little scary yeah. because there's some things going on in this world and the whole thing in the Straits is... Uh, well, not looking very pretty. It is. Well, here's what everybody put on the calendar now. What put you on got? The August 17th. Okay. 2024. Everything that we know in this world will change. It does not end. It changes on August 17th, 2024. I yeah. believe it's 157 p.m. Well, I'll we'll, keep it on We'll calendar. write that one down. All right, Earl. We're, we're up against our break. Right. we got to run. Happy New Year, bud. Have Thanks for the one. call. We'll talk with you later on. We will be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show. Good morning, everybody. Don't be afraid to say it. Knock it off. Back to the Brian Russ Show on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Taco Tuesday and happy New Year as well. I'm trying to be positive. I really, truly am. It's tough tough to be positive that it's going to be a, a better year because I, I look at everything that's coming down the pike everything that's going on everything that's been going on oh I'm hoping I really am also I did not make any New Year's resolutions I don't know about you I, I, I gave up on those like probably a decade ago there's no sense in doing it anymore I mean I've got I got some things that you know I want to work on you know, like happiness, a little bit of better of the mental health this year, maybe. But with everything going on, those might be hard goals to achieve. They really might. I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. But this is one thing. When it comes to um, some New Year's resolutions that maybe we should see and maybe should start happening is the airlines. 
There's so much that needs to be done with the with the airlines, with the FAA. But the past couple of days, the fact that we have had two instances of people getting on the wrong airplanes, and not just people, underage children getting on the wrong airplanes and showing up in places they're not supposed to be. It makes you beg the question of what the hell is going on at the airports? As we have, we make sure that grandma in the wheelchair, who is uh, barely capable of forming a sentence, has to be strip searched and, uh, and patted down and everything because she's a possible threat. And we get the excuse. I love the excuse too. Well, it's a random thing. It's just random and she's the person. So the 15 shady looking people in front and behind her, it doesn't matter. But uh, grandma, sorry, you got the lucky draw. You're the one in the wheelchair that, you know, you're, you're going to have to be done. Yeah. We see all these things that are supposed to be done to keep us safe. And we all know, we've all done this. If you've gone through an, an airline anytime in the past 10 years, you know, you've got to show your ticket. You know, most people now, they don't actually have the paper tickets. They just have the, uh, the device uh, on their phone. You get the, the the little barcode there, and you walk up to it, and you scan the thing, and that's that's where you go. And I don't think I've ever done it where it's it's just been a one-time beep and done. It's always one of those, okay, get the, hang on a second. Let me, all right, let me zoom in on a, with the thing. No, hey, I got it. Hang on. Let me, with, with the thing. And, it's, and you don't get the people to just go, you know what? Is this the plane you're supposed to be on? You go. They check it to make sure. So how in the hell do you have two underage kids, two separate instances, two separate airlines that are not being checked properly? I mean, let's step it up a little bit. Let's kind of work on this a little bit, shall we? It just makes you wonder where a special circumstance this is not even a, a regular, it's a special, special circumstance. Got a 16-year-old kid traveling by themselves. And what was the other one, like 10? Traveling by themselves. And there's a whole procedure for that. It's not like back in the days when mom and dad could walk you right up to the gate and be like, all right, we're going to put you on this airplane going to Orlando so you can see grandma. No, you drop them off at the TSA and then they're on their own. I mean, there's a process. The airline does the whole thing with getting the kids, bring them to the, I mean, do we, are we really just doing this where we send this, this, this young, innocent kid? I mean, 16, eh, but like a 10 year old, do you really think that a 10 year old is going to find their way to the appropriate thing and get onto the right plane and get into the right seat? There's so many that went, so many things that went wrong there. Like one, how did this kid get into the wrong airplane and still get into a seat Without some Karen going, oh my God, this child is in my seat. I don't get it. Airlines, you need to step it up a little bit. And it makes me a little weary, especially if I'm going to be flying this coming weekend. Boy. It's hope. I have hope that 2024 will be better. Hang on, we'll be right back. the progressive dream one show at a time the brian rush show is on news talk at 101 all right welcome back to the show good morning happy taco tuesday has 
anybody seen the trailer for the movie Migration? It caught me off guard. And I, I totally admit that I jumped the gun on it when I saw the uh, the trailer. Now, apparently the movie itself is actually pretty good. But the trailer, it starts off with your typical earth-saving, I hate Donald Trump uh, um, uh, Hollywood types that are on there talking about migration's great. Migration is awesome. We need more migration. Migration is great, blah, blah. And I saw that and I'm like, are you kidding me? And I got so angry about it. Um, I, it's like, I it was almost like a trigger. And I didn't think that we had triggers, but apparently we're getting the triggers now because we're getting to a point, there's so much of this stuff that it's hitting you. And I'm like, this is stupid. I was like, knock it. Oh, wait a second. It's for the movie. I'm sorry, my bad. It, that was not good, uh, good marketing. I don't know who thought that was funny, but it wasn't funny. Because if it wasn't for some friends of mine that have told, told me a little bit about the movie, I would have, nope, wouldn't have any desire. I mean, I probably won't see it anyhow. But, uh, you know, the, the idea that it all starts off with all these politicians talking about, uh, you know, migration's great. We got to have migration, more migration. Speaking of migration, I love this. And again, this, I don't know what it is about politicians and not being able to think. They have like no forethought whatsoever on just about anything. Unless it's something to intentionally destroy things. They, then they, they're pretty good at doing that. But the New York City mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, as you know, he's been struggling big time with the whole uh, illegal migrant thing and uh, the migrant crisis that has been taking over the city of New York and has now got them $4.3 billion in the hole, having to cut their services everywhere and expecting another $12 billion in the hole in the next couple of years uh, because, you know, all these illegal immigrants that are coming into the city and, oh, my God, what do we do? Well, I mean, you can start with saying we're not welcoming you anymore. Stay out. Well, he kind of took a little bit of action on that. And what he has done now is that he has made a, an executive order for all of the buses that are being shipped up there uh, with the migrants into New York City. He has put a limitation of when they can come in. It's like 8 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday, and that's it. That's the only time that they're allowed to, to drop off the migrants. So get your schedule in there. And on top of that, you also have to notify. The bus company's got to notify the city 36 hours prior to the arrival of the bus. Well, in the typical fashion of loopholes, a lot of these, uh, these bus companies were like, screw it. We're just going to stop in New Jersey at the train station and we'll let them off there. So what does that do? One, it flies in the face of Mayor Eric Adams with a big old U. Um, and two, now you don't have migrants coming into the one particular station to be able to be processed, figured out what they're going to do with them. Instead, they're being dropped off at a train station in New Jersey where they can get onto a train, roll into New York City, and get off anywhere. So now, in the, uh, the effort to be smarter, you've been outsmarted and have created an even bigger problem because now you've got these migrants that will be coming in from New Jersey. In New Jersey, it's not a big deal for them. It's not like they're staying there. They're... Get on the bus because they want to go to New York. So they're going to New York. They get on the train, go to New York. They've never been on the train. They don't know where they're going. Train stopping in New York. Let's get off here. What kind of a bigger problem are they now creating? I mean, 
New York City at one point in time, and I think it was unfortunately a short point in time, was a really great city. And it was only a really great city because Republicans came in and straightened it out. And then they gave it back to the Democrats, and it's gone to hell in a handbasket ever since. And it's just so sad to watch the mess that is turning into New York City. And it only keeps getting worse. It's getting to a point where can you even recover? I mean, just housing alone. They have had 800,000 new people go to New York City and only have 200,000 um, housing options for them. And of course, with New York, this is another thing that we talked about in the past. There's about 10,000 housing uh, units, and I think that number is actually increased by now, where the owners are not even renting them out anymore. And they're not renting them out because of the fact that the rent control, which uh, that New York City has lived under for, for many decades, has gotten to a point where it is creating a situation where these landlords are not making money anymore because they've got people that are living in super cheap uh, apartments that is not balancing everything out and it has caused some serious financial problems for the owners of these places. So they're like, forget it. We're just not going to rent things out anymore. But think about that. We we have a bit of a shortage right now here in the Panhandle for uh, you know housing. It's one of the the big issues that a lot of us talk about. We talk about the um, the lack of affordable housing. But in New York City, eight hundred thousand people in two hundred thousand places for them to stay. That's that's kind of a problem. I mean, that's that's a little common core math. It just doesn't make much sense. Two three three ninety nine eighty eight is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning and happy new year to you. Good morning and happy new year to you too. How are you today? I am doing great. I just wanted to uh, call in and say thank you guys so much for allowing Captain Gary back to speak about the apparently long, long history of, of ongoing problems. He Yeah, there's there's been a history years. going back probably, I don't know, 15 years, maybe a little bit more. It, it's been well, an issue I, for Gary. I mean, Yes, sir, it has. Well, and, you know, it, and it's just been concerned at home in this property. I mean, I really, I sympathize with this man and his dilemma. You know, it does seem to me that, that a number of things, you know, have been unanswered or maybe laid aside or for whatever reasons. I don't know about a whole lot of stuff. but Yeah, there's, there's like a big like backstory behind a lot of it, too. And, you know, a, okay. and, and here's the thing, too, with, with government. And this kind of... This ticks me off because I, I had been in the room in the uh, the, uh, the the county chamber during some of okay. the incidents with him and the county commission back in the day. And we're talking 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. And okay. I what I had seen was certain commissioners at the time kind of antagonizing him rather than directing him in the right direction. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and I think that is that has caused a lot of problems and has caused a lot of friction back and forth, you know, it's one of these things where I remember the, um, one of the big ones that he had was uh, talking about the asteroid that was going to come in and he had an asteroid defense thing. And, and look, people could take that however they want. Take it as crazy, take it as being, uh, you know, something real, whatever, you know. But here's the thing, is he brought the thing, to his idea to the county commission. And rather than the county commission being honest and open and saying, look, that is a great idea. I love the fact that you're trying to defend the planet, but that is not something that we on the county level have any control over. Let me direct you to the people you need to talk to. 
They never did that. Instead, they antagonized, and then it was just this back and forth and back and forth, and it grew into something that was just something not, not necessary needed to be happening. And I, I think that the county uh, officials at the time could have avoided a lot of problems if they only directed mm-hmm. him in the right way instead of antagonizing him. And, and I sat you there and watched that and going, that and, and like I was just in there going, just tell him to go to the congressman's office. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, hey, here's a connection with the Air Force. You know, something instead uh-huh. of antagonizing. And that's what happened. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. They're just pressing his buttons. They're just making, they you know, it's anger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I got you totally on that. And it's but stupid. I, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. Thank you for letting him express everything and, and, and just trying to protect his property and his home. And, and I just thank God that he's stuck in there as long as he has. And he's fought as long as he has. Bless his heart. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that uh, there's a, uh, a resolution to the situation uh, as a whole. And I know that, um, you know, he's been angry about a lot of it and justifiably so. Um, but I think that people can step in on this and uh, clarify things and, and put things in the r- right direction. Sort of but resolve. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I'm praying for that. Yeah. There's no I sense really in keeping I'm it up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for the call. All I right. do appreciate it. You have a fantastic new year and thanks for listening. We do appreciate yes, it. Yes, I will. And you absolutely. Do the same. Absolutely. We'll do that. And you know, <laughs> the government, man. <laughs> And and the whole situation with Gary, um, and I know that it's it, he does call often, and, and I know that I've actually had a couple of people say, "Hey, give him a chance to speak." I, I, we can't do it all over and over again every single day, and and there's there's an old old storyline with all of this and what went back in the time, and and I think this is this is where government went wrong, and it's it's one of many examples of where government went wrong, rather than. Uh, being honest, being open, and directing people into the right direction. Because, look, there are certain levels of government that do certain things. We all kind of know that. Some people don't. And if they don't do that and they come to the wrong division, you send them to the right place. That's just like if somebody shows up to the tax collector's office and says, hey, I need to get my building permit. The tax collector's people are not going to give them a hard time. They're just going to be like, sir, we don't do that here. What you need to do is if you go down the hall a little bit over to the other office over there, that's the office that handles that, and they will get you taken care of. It's amazing how that can solve so many problems. And that was, unfortunately, one of the things that a long time ago um, you know, just created problems. And we see that with government all the time because they don't want to help the American people. And it's, uh, it's sad to see that. And then you see the stupidity of things like uh, the migrant crisis going on in New York. Hey, you can't come in here. Fine, we'll drop them off in New Jersey. But, yeah, and it creates a whole other level of problems for New York. But uh, 2024 is going to be, uh, this is going to be a fun year. This is, We're going to have plenty to talk about, without a doubt, um, with the mess that we are watching uh, Washington, D.C. create. A new mess, by the way, if you haven't heard about this one, in this and again, this is this is not the uh, the inability to do anything. This is an intentional plan. Now there's a uh, a appeals court that apparently yesterday had ruled on this, where Donald Trump does not have the immunity. Now they they are appealing this to the Supreme Court, so this is not something that's over yet. But the the district court, the federal district court, had decided that you know yes. Uh, we're going to go ahead and um, say that he's not or that he is liable 
and that he is not um, not uh, you know immune to any sort of presidential uh, immunity, and that people can sue him for what happened on January sixth. There are lawsuits that are actually already pending uh, for uh, people with physical and mental uh, injuries that happened because of January sixth. And you watch the floodgates are going to open up of trying to sue Donald Trump, claiming that uh, you know his actions on January 6th, uh, you know, hurt somebody and that he should be financially uh, responsible for it. They're going to just try and financially crush the guy. That's really, truly what they're going for. And it's just sad that our system, it runs this way on a, on a regular basis. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll take some of your calls as well. 233-9988. Don't forget that's the number. You could also hit us up with the text messages as well. Of course, streaming the show on Wimpkin and on Rumble too. And of course, Facebook. Check us out on Facebook. And not to mention the podcast that you can grab it later on after the show is over at Newstalk101.com. Hang on. We'll be right back. Santa Rosa Beach to Mexico Beach and heard around the world on the News Talk at 101 app and the podcast. You're listening to The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. You guys brought up some very good points on the text messages and on the uh, the messenger. Uh, does the uh, whole thing with the presidential immunity, does that go back to former presidents? Good point. Maybe we could sue Obama for ACA. Michael, good question about Nancy Pelosi. Because uh, does that mean that she can't be held liable for allowing the National Guard troops? I don't know. It's a very interesting question, to say the least. 233 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. They're all going to answer one way or the other. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's look at the fact. Day one, New York, concert venue. A uh, vehicle explodes, catches fire. They find their various containers of gasoline by it and in it. They're not suspecting terrorism. Of course not. Well, I know that the uh, the, the incident um, the incident where uh, the car plowed into the, the people, that one, yeah. they, they, they kind of ruled that one, yeah, it was kind of an accident. Uh, and everything kind of points that direction. But, yeah, there's other stuff. That's just like the uh, the border crossing thing. Where uh, the the car all of a sudden launched and blew up before it hit the ground. That and other than a Hollywood movie, how many times do you see a car launch, get into an accident, and hit the ground and blow up? I mean, that's Hollywood. But don't worry about and it because there's there's no signs of terrorism whatsoever. Yeah, and I guess Biden and uh, Jill were having a party because when he got interviewed, if you look and when he was talking, when he talked to Ryan Seacrest and stuff like that. Look at his left ear. There's an earring in it. Really? Hanging off of it. A dangling earring, <laughs> like a woman's earring. Well, I mean, he he was down in the uh, the, uh, the Caribbean, so uh, maybe he was playing pirate or something. I don't know. Well, he sure wasn't playing with Jill, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. By the way, speaking of outfits, did you see the, the Christmas outfit photo that's going around with, with Jill Biden? Where it's I I don't know where she got it from. It looked like a Dollar Tree kind of Christmas outfit or something. It was so incredibly tacky looking. 
these people just, it, it makes me sick. It really does because the lights are off and no one's home and the batteries are dying and all these appliances. <laughs> right. Yeah. It it's sucks. just, I mean, this, it's this insanity. Man, so, I mean, the list is out for Jeffrey Epstein now. Hillary Clinton's like, oh my God, you know, reports of her canceling all of her comments and, you know, mm-hmm. stopping all the comments on her pages and stuff like that. We know Hillary. We know, we know too much. That letter you got, yeah. George Bush's funeral. Yeah. Um, it's, it's coming down this year. Yeah, this and... this is going to be an interesting year uh, across the board. Of course, if anybody didn't catch that, um, Hillary Clinton has shut off all of the commenting on all of her social media now that the uh, the list is supposed to be coming out, uh, which is supposed, supposed to be released yesterday, but now they're saying that it should be officially out today. Bill Clinton's name on it 50 different times, John Doe number 36, uh, but his name is now going to be on it. Um, yeah, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be interesting. And Joe Biden's it's name apparently is on it too. Find out because why would, when she was in the white house and such, why in the world would she have the high priestesses of the satanic church come in there and do a seance? Because she's evil. Well, I know she's evil. I know she's evil, but why would you let something like that out? Knowing that you are going to have to answer for this. Well, come on. I mean, they, they don't answer to anything. They're above you. You and I are they the peasants. Answer. They don't have they to answer to us. They know well, they, that. Well, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and it, it's going to be, and I would love to be there. I've made my mistakes. I've, I've made my, I've done my, <laughs> right. You know, and, but I would love to be there and, the, and watch when they are in front of the father and their faces literally are like, but, 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 they're going to have to answer at some point on that stuff. Unless they repent and ask forgiveness. Even still, my wife, my wife says this, if you don't repent, you don't ask for forgiveness. There's no choice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there is any forgiveness for Hillary. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised that the, uh, the judgment well, there's forgiveness for everything, but they need to realize this. If they don't, if they don't get out there and publicly acknowledge and publicly say, yes, I did this, I've asked for it, you're going to be judged, period. That's what the word says. Mm-hmm. But there are things that are going to come out this year. Just look at the list of pastors that are being exposed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and all this. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a very rough year for this country, and hopefully we won't also be at World War III on top of it. Um, the number of people that are going to be on that list, the Epstein list, Biden's name, by the way, uh, also one of them that is allegedly on there, which we'll see it later on today when it's supposed to be released. Um, the big question, too, is the like you brought up, the uh, the notes that happened at George, uh, George H.W. Bush's funeral. Um, when is that ball going to drop? Uh, you know, I mean, and I'm, and I'm sorry, people, people don't, I, I think give Donald Trump enough credit. I think he's, he's a lot smarter than people think. And I think he's got some sort of a master plan. And of course the things that we've talked about when we've had, um, uh, what's his name there? The, uh, the, the country singer, I forgot his name. I was just thinking about him yesterday. 
when we had him on talking about uh, the contingency of government and how things are really going on. I, I, I have a very uneasy feeling about 2024. Uh, there's going right. to be. I don't. I don't have a, a very good feeling about this next year. I think this is going to be the most. The most there's going to be so much turmoil and chaos mm-hmm. that we've ever seen. I mean, we're. I'm listening to uh, certain prophets and everything, and they're saying, "Pay attention to Las Vegas. Pay attention to New York, because that's where it. And New York is where it's going to start. And it's already started with that car explosion." Yeah. Bomb. Yeah. And if anybody thinks that there's not going to be terror attacks in this country in this year, uh, you're sadly mistaken. It's not going to happen. They've been coming here since September 11th, after September 11th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, been going for the right time to do things. Yep. It, that's the reason for why they call them sleeper cells. And and look, the, the government has admitted that uh, these people have come across the border. Uh, Congressman Dunn, when he was in the studio with us a couple of weeks ago, he even said about how they're, and I didn't even know this until he said it that they're catching bombs coming across the border. So there's um, there's a lot for us to be concerned about, worried about, and we need to keep our head on the swivel. And, and you're right. New York City, uh, Las Vegas, those are two prime areas uh, for the terrorists to, to have some fun with, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see that happen. And um, hopefully we can make it through it. You know, that's that's going to be the big question of the year. Can we make it through it? Hey, man, we're up against right. our top of the hour break. Thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Happy New Year. Uh, we will be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us today. 2024, big election year. Big election year. Here's what we've got going on here in Florida. We've got the municipal elections that'll be coming up in April. Other than that, we've got, uh, let's see, March. I guess March 1st. I guess we should start. March, we've got the presidential uh, uh, primary. Then we've got the municipal elections. Then we've got the general election primary. And then the general election. All coming up this year. A lot of voting to go on. In addition, coming up in just two weeks away, we are looking at the uh, the Iowa caucus. And then after that, just about a week or so, two weeks after that, is the New Hampshire primary as well. Some of the polling numbers that are coming out that uh, came out yesterday in the general election uh, when it came to Trump versus Biden, the USA Today Suffolk um, poll that came out now has Trump uh, again beating Biden by two points, which that is in the margin of error. But it is not on the side that is best for Biden. When it comes to the uh, the same polling, the USA Today Suffolk poll with the Republican presidential nomination. This has once again just another ass whooping handing to all the other Republican candidates. 
Donald Trump is coming in at 62% with Nikki Haley at number two with only 13%. DeSantis rolling behind that with 10%, Ramaswamy 6 and who cares about Krispy Kreme? Not that it's a big surprise, but the, uh, the, 2020, the 2024 Democratic presidential nomination, uh, it has, uh, Donald, it has uh, Donald Trump, Biden at 74%, and Williamson at 9 along with Phillips coming in uh, behind at 2 Now, here's something that's interesting is that the, um, the Democrat Party has already decided and declared the winner of several of the primaries that haven't happened yet. Yep. But don't worry about it because they have never been into cheating at all. I mean, granted, when you look at all of the polling numbers, I mean, come on. Right now, it's a 65-point spread between Biden and the number two person in the Democrat Party. Realistically, are any of the people that are competing against Biden going to win? No. But you still have to have the primary before you declare the winner. And in some areas, Biden's not even getting on to the ballot for the primaries. But there's never been any cheating before. Even though right now, we don't need to do a, a primary. We don't, we, well, look, the people don't need to vote. We're just going to tell you who your candidate's going to be. It's going to be Uncle Joe. That, this, just like the last time around. Just, it's Uncle Joe. That's, that's your man. Here it is. There we go. But some other interesting information that's popping up with some of the polling when it comes to um, the 2024. And this is something that's going to be a, a, a major league negative effect for the Biden campaign. And that is, again, in the USA Today Suffolk University poll, is now showing that one in five black voters would support a third-party candidate in 2024 over Biden or Trump. However, the support that Donald Trump is gaining in the black voters is also rapidly increasing. Biden also has fallen behind Donald Trump and the likely Republican nominee uh, with Hispanic and younger voters, which is interesting because our buddy Harry Sisson Oh, my God, you guys, this is amazing. He tells us over and over again that Gen Z is going to be the one that's going to save us. Now, the, here's the thing, too, is there's not a lot of polling data on the Gen Zers because of the way they do polling. Polling is done based upon your voting history. And Gen Zers, for the most part, really don't have much for, for, uh, for voting history. So they're not getting uh, put into a lot of these polling. But the polling that is being done is showing that, um, respectively, 34 39 and 34% and 37 and 33% respectively um, are, are going towards Donald Trump. So you got 39% of the Hispanic that is, is starting to jump for, for Trump. And uh, the younger voters, it is higher as well. 37% uh, is kind of voting, uh, is leaning towards Donald Trump. And something interesting, if you watch the social media, and I know that social media is not the, the tell-all, say-all, but you look at this social media and there's a lot of the younger generation that is really stepping up a little bit. As a matter of fact, when you look at people like Harry Sisson, who the Democrat Party has really kind of put all of their eggs into that basket, not a good basket to put him into, uh, to be their spokesperson for the younger generation. If you look at his followers, and I only know this because of the fact that I like to poke the bear every now and then and they like to chime in. For the most part, all of his followers are these white, whiny, progressive liberals. 
they're not the young kids. And then when you do see the younger kids, the younger Gen Zers that may chime in on this, generally it's a question. What do you mean? Oh, I didn't know that. So even the social media influencers that are going wild with things are really, they're, they're not... They're not really, truly leaning for Joe Biden as much as the Biden administration would like them to be. Now, here's the thing. Republican Party, get on that. Get that momentum and keep it on your side. Because it is a very crucial thing at this point for Donald Trump or whoever the Republican nominee is going to be. It's looking like Donald Trump. For them to get the Gen Z voters on their side. Millennial, sure, get them too. But the Gen Zers, they've really got to get on the side. And this is the thing. The Gen Zers are starting to wake up. The Gen Zers are almost, it's a good portion of them, or a good portion of them is a, a reincarnation of the Gen Xers. Not like Gen A or Alpha. Have you seen some of the Gen Alpha people? Holy cow. They're like us when we were kids. It's crazy. But, um... Yeah, this this is the way that we're going. Um, <laughs> who else would work with them with Taylor Swift? Yeah, and that's the other thing is they keep getting Taylor Swift for the Democrat side to be to be um, to be going in there and uh, trying to get all the voters. And you know, the sad part is, is that there are a lot of the young girls that will go ahead and follow right along with what Taylor Swift has to say. It's just, it's sad to watch what's going on. Um, what was that, John, about ballot harvesting? And, and see, that's the other thing that the Republican Party needs to stay away from. Um, yeah, forget the ballot harvesting, away from burner phone ballots. I, I hope the Republican Party doesn't go down the har ballot harvesting. And that's the thing that they got to get away from. They got to get more people, like, in-person voting. That's the only way to do that. Uh, I guess we ought to stock up on some popcorn. We do. We need to stock up on some popcorn because that's the type of show this is going to be. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you today? Hey, hey. I'll let you know uh, these people better start getting uh, prepared of what's coming because they're finding COVID in the water systems. They're finding uh, 21 states that got COVID in the water systems now. Mm -hmm. And they're also finding IEDs at the people at the border. Yeah, I mean... These, these people these people have no idea what's getting ready to come. They're not going to let President Trump nowhere near that White House room. Right? They're, they're going to do everything they can to prevent it. And, it, you know, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Uh, one, we're going to see some terrorist activity this year. You can't say that we're not going to. We're going to see it. The level of it, where it's going to be and how we respond to it's going to be uh, the thing that will be up for discussion. But, yeah, they're going to try and do everything that they possibly can to keep Biden uh, in power and Trump away from the White House because they know that Trump is going to he's going to go in there and, and play revenge. And normally I would be very against that. But I'm at this point right now where Donald Trump's revenge on them would actually benefit the country. I mean, look at what he's already done to expose what's going on with our government. And for him to go in there and play revenge, oh, that would be great. But you're right. A lot of people don't understand what's coming. They don't see what's happening. And people got to remember that he who controls the food and the water will control the people. And there are some instances where they're, they're finding things in the water. 
You know, we just had the situation not too long ago where uh, the past couple of days where there was a water system that got hacked. Um, it, we look at all the food places, the food processing plants that have been burned down to the ground or are just simply closing. There's a lot of things that we have to be paying attention to because we're going to wake up one day and we're going to have no food. We'll have no clean drinking water, uh, which was I thought was supposed to be the Republicans that didn't care about that. But apparently it's the Democrats playing that game. And we'll, we'll have terrorist attacks. and we, we will be screwed. And they're doing everything that they can to disrupt things. And again, that's the Marxist ideology. The Marxist ideology, they want to destroy what this country is so that they can have it uh, the way they want it. And they're doing a damn good job at it. I got to give them credit. Yeah, so, hey, can I, let me ask you one thing. I, kind of, I know you, I was trying to get on uh, calling last week sometime, but I went downtown over the weekend and stuff like that, and I'd like to ask somebody, or maybe even you, I know you're a pretty smart guy, and uh, I'd like to ask why this county has built 11 to $15 million on a Martin Theater who sits down there the last past two, three, four, five years and is not even being used. That's how stupid these county commissioners are, man. I don't think the county actually has anything to do with the uh, with the Martin Theater. I think that's all the uh, the city itself because it's a city property. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's so much about what's going on downtown. I mean, I like a lot of what's going on downtown because it's going to be uh, very positive for the uh, the city going forward. But there's so many other things that I don't understand what they're trying to do. Uh, the Martin Theater. I know there's a lot of issues with trying to get it back open. There, there's there was some damage from the hurricane, and they haven't gotten it open yet. And then there's the Civic Center, uh, which that's another disaster. I wish I had answers. But, you know, here's the thing. The city doesn't have answers. And, and those really land yeah, under the city. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it would be nice oh, if yeah. we could get some answers, but they don't have any. Because they're so confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Mayor. That's all I want to do is just spend more money and spend more money. I know you like to play golf. I know there's a lot of other people like to play golf. But it sounds like that new big sports golf thing they got coming on Pensacola on Panama City Beach. That's all for the lawyers and the judges' new hangout, bud. That's all that one they're playing. That's a new hangout system we're going to call yeah, hangout. I don't know. There, deals. there will be a lot of people that will go to that thing. Um, it, it's actually a pretty cool thing that they're doing, um, the, uh, the top golf, which is not like really normal golf. I mean, it's... It's it's gonna be fun. It, yeah. It'll be a great yeah, location. Yeah, you know you know it's gonna be going on. You know that guy Earl is completely right, man. All they do is sit around here and rub elbows with a good old boy system. Whenever there's a new, uh, yeah, there's tr- a new big facility open up, trust me, the uh, the the power course. players won't be going to Top Golf. They'll be going to the actual golf courses. Um, trust yeah. me on that one. It's the uh, the Top Golf is gonna be for the average person to go and and hang out and have a good time. All the other stuff, it happens other places. Uh, but you keep up, you keep up a good fight, doing a good job. Appreciate it. Have Thanks, a man. Year. You as well. Have a fantastic New Year, and uh, we do appreciate your calls and inputs. Yeah, and I wish I knew a little bit more about uh, where the status is on the Martin Theater and and what's going on with that, and and of course the Civic Center downtown. There's so much growth and so much development going on in downtown, but there there's no real answers. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing with that right now. I, I wish that they would figure it out, though, because um, it's one of those things that we need to we need to get moving and, and get going. Hey, on, we got to take a quick break. We will be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Thanks, RX Express. 
All right, guys, let's talk about some heating and air conditioning with Barino Heating and Air Conditioning. They are the next household name right here in the Panama City area for all of your HVAC services, whether it's residential or commercial. They can help you out from system repairs, system upgrades, replacements, duct cleaning, even dryer vent cleaning. You don't want to go burning your house down. Get those dryer vents cleaned, and Barino Heating and Air Conditioning can help you out with that and so much more. And they also want to help you out by saving you money and making you a priority with the Total Comfort Program. Give Barano a call and ask them about this program. It starts off with a 28-point inspection and then gives you all kinds of exclusive discounts and priority services as a member of the Total Comfort Program. And if you're somebody who doesn't like a long-term commitment at all and you just want a one-time thing, not a problem because Barano Heating and Air Conditioning can help you out with a one-time tune-up as well for just $89 before the cold months really show up. And look, you're running out of time. If if you want to get your system ready before it really gets cold, you got to do it now. Give Barano Heating and Air Conditioning a call. They got top of the line technology, customer service beyond your expectations, and decades of experience and knowledge. Any day, anytime, anywhere, Barano is here to help you rain or shine. Give them a call or check them out online at baronoac.com. The phone number is 850 660 5001. more fun analyzing the progressive left than a happy hour at Nancy Pelosi's place. This is the Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to put out a blanket apology because yesterday me and my, my TikTok addiction, I came across a video that I had to post on my Facebook page, and pretty much everybody that's commented on that has given me the thanks for getting that stuck in my head. So I'm going to put out a blanket apology for that. Uh, if you've seen the video, uh, it is funny. It's it's one of these videos where um, a, a, a DJ, uh, one of the, the producer DJs, took this video of this guy who was kind of making fun of his grandmother, who was like a German grandmother, old, thick accent, and talking about uh, ordering the damn food and getting the Chinese food. It's hilarious. But it's very catchy. And it's one of those things that's going to stick in your head. So if you've seen it and you're already cussing me out, I say sorry already. 233 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oops. Sorry, I missed you there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a blanket apology on that one for uh, for that video. Every now and then. if you, Look, if you follow me on Facebook. You just got to be prepared. There's going to be those videos. 233-9988 is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, Brian. It's Dixie. Hey, Dixie. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to respond to your last caller about the Martin Theater. Yeah. Um, the Martin Theater is a, is a historical building. Mm-hmm. It is. It is in so many Art Deco books, the facade, because of that sign. And, and there's a lot of reasons to restore that building. But because it's an historical building, it's going to be restored by grant money. Right. It's not going to be restored by taxpayer dollars because they can get a grant to restore the Martin Theater, which I think is a very important piece of Bay County because of it being an historical building. It used to be the Ritz, which was a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I just want to let people know that uh, to make this downtown the best that it can possibly be, 
is important for all of Bay County because yeah. your downtown is the hub. Yeah. And, and, and if people haven't hub. seen what's going on downtown, I mean, I was just down there. Uh, I think that was down there this past weekend. Um, it's great to yeah. see what's going on. And this is one of the That's things beautiful. that those of us that knew have been calling for this for a very long time. And what we're seeing in downtown is is a spectacular thing. Thankfully, there's local business people that have invested into it and have started developing it. Oh, yeah. and, and you're right. The Martin Theater is going to play uh, a, a role in this. You know, unfortunately, you know, oh, the, yeah. the grant money aspect is going to take forever. There's a lot of damage that has been done to the place, and it's going to take a lot. And with right. the fact that it's a historical building... That adds a whole new level of bureaucracy and trouble to get it going. Um, but it's, it, it, yeah, there's a lot of misinformation out there, too, well, about about what's going on with that and who's paying for it and how it's paying for it. And yeah. so it, sometimes we just need to get that information out. Well, you know what? I, I couldn't understand why it was taking so long after the hurricane. But they, get this, they had to investigate to make sure there wasn't any um, Native American artifacts on the property. I believe so they it. had to spend a bunch of money on that. Yeah. I mean, the thing was already there. Yeah. But now why do they have to go back and spend a lot of money to investigate something that, that, that you know, like that? It doesn't make sense because that's the well, building it makes, already made. It makes total sense. It's called bureaucracy, <laughs> you know, these oh agencies that have to have to justify their existence. Yeah, I do remember hearing that, and that's, that's stupid. You know, it's like, come on. It is stupid. But anyway, I wanted to set that straight that the Martin Theater is going to be rebuilt by grant money, and it's not going to be out of the city coffers. Right. Yeah, that, that is something people need to understand. And, of course, getting the grant money is always that's an uphill battle. And then grant money can only be right. specific things for specific things, and it's just it's a pain. But, yeah, very exactly. very good point on that. And um, hopefully they'll be able to get that done and, and get it straightened out uh, really soon. For yeah, us. but you know what? I went, to the, I went to all of the meetings about the Martin, too, and it's unbelievable what that – it's going to be when it's finished. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going a hundred percent total art deco and it is going to be magnificent. And you know, the building that's next to it, it used to be the downtown improvement board building. Yep. That's also going to be a part of the Martin. They're taking oh, cool. in that building and it's going to expand the Martin theater and they're going to put a restaurant in there, a cafe. Cool. Yeah. There's, there's so, so many great things that are going on in downtown Panama city. Um, and oh, yeah. it's one of these things where I think everybody needs to keep an, an open mind and an open heart uh, to what's going on down there. And when it is all said and done, people are going to really like it. You may not be somebody yeah, who will go down to check it out, but right. you're going to really like it without a doubt. Like, Everybody's not, you know, a boat ramp isn't the only thing important. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> don't don't get me started <laughs> on that thing again. Hey, Dixie, we're up against our break. Thanks okay. so much for the call. I do appreciate it and okay, the information bye -bye. on that. And, yes, uh, by the way, tax money grants, yeah, kind of the same but a little bit different. Hang on. We'll be right back. Taking back America one uncensored and uncontrolled show at a time. It's the Brian Rush Show, and it's on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us today. Happy Taco Tuesday. It's a great way to start off the week after having a long weekend. Go get some tacos. I actually had somebody tell me one day, I'm like, 
They're like, you need to stop eating so much tacos. No, tacos is life. Can't do it. Anyhow, uh, confusion about something. Somebody brought this up. And just, just to kind of clarify, when it comes to uh, grant money, isn't grant money taxpayer dollars? Yeah. But it's different. You know, it's kind of like it's a dry heat. The grant money, when they talk about that, those generally, uh, those are things that come from the, the state and federal tax coffers, which is different from the city or the county, you know, forking over 100% of the bill. Is some of your tax dollars going to be in that, that, uh, that grant? Yeah, a little bit. But it's kind of one of those, it comes from everywhere, so you're not picking up the full tap. So it's like, yes, a grant is, for the most part, most grants are taxpayer dollars. Sometimes you can find nonprofit organizations that do grants. Uh, but yeah, most of that is tax dollars to a degree. It's just not coming directly out of the tax coffers of, say, the city or the county. So, yeah, no, when it comes to the, um, the aspect of... Uh, of what grant money is. And, you know, I know that there's been there and, and you guys have, have had several messages uh, talking about downtown and um, some people kind of criticizing some people kind of for it. Look, downtown Panama city for, and we know this for a very long time was a dead place. There was nothing going on there. There was no revenue that was going on. There was no life that was going on there. And look, some people, um, you know, it may not be the thing that they want to go do. It's not a party hangout either. It's actually turning into a really cool area uh, to just go and kind of be a, a place to just chill, uh, to go in and enjoy maybe an adult beverage or two here and there, to go and see a band at a couple of the venues that are there, or to eat at some of the food venues. The What is being done in downtown Panama City is nowhere near complete to what it's going to be. And it's going to be a good thing. And yes, uh, it's not really going to be that much of a tourist destination. You're not going to see people that are going to be like going, oh, we got to go over there to downtown Panama City. It's not going to really be that way. It's going to be a locals thing, which is something that the locals have just never really had. We haven't had uh, a place to go and uh, and just kind of have that that kind of a place. It's, it's, it's turning into a great area. Now, obviously there's some things that need to be done still. Uh, the Martin theater, obviously is something that needs to be worked on. Uh, the, uh, the art center has, uh, has, is coming back to life. I mean, there's a lot going on downtown Panama city. And then there's a few people that are also talking about the, uh, the top golf and, uh, and look, the top golf, just so people understand it's a driving range. It's a driving range that, and if you've never seen a Top Golf, it's a driving range that is on multiple levels, and they have a restaurant and a bar in it, and people will go and they will, you know, just kind of enjoy themselves and hang out. It's not one of those good old boy areas. It's not an area where you're going to see people going there to move the, make the movers and shakers and everything. You're going to find. A lot of the 20-something, 30-something, 40-somethings are going to go there. A lot of tourists are going to go there uh, to do it. And it's not just a simple uh, drive the ball out there as far as you can. It's actually a game. They have, and if you've never seen this, it's really neat. They have GPS positioned golf balls. So with that, they have like little targets that you actually have to 
you could play the challenge of the game to do. You can sit there and just see if you can hit the back net if you want. You could do that. But aside from that, it's a challenge to get it into these certain, uh, you know, baskets uh, that are built into the ground. Each one's a, a, a point system uh, for getting it closer to the center. Uh, and then you can win that way. So, I mean, that's that's what really what it is. It's just a fun location. And so I think there's some misconception about uh, exactly what the top golf thing is. Um, you know, and some people thinking, oh my God, this is going to be a spot for good old boys to go. It's not, it, it's not, you're not sure. You're going to probably see some of the movers and shakers go there and, uh, you know, hang out and, you know, play golf a little bit there, but it's not like a golf course. It's a whole different thing. It's something that's going to be very good for the beach because look, we all sit here and talk about, Hey, uh, we need something to do for the people. Well, here's something to do for the people. Uh, and it's not just uh, your regular golf. And trust me, I know that some of the big movers and shakers get out on the real golf courses and, you know, things are talked about. I get it. I mean, I'm not I'm not, not a fool. I've seen it. I've heard the conversations, been part of the conversations. It happens. I mean, that's it's life. It's it's not a Bay County thing. It's life. It's how, how it goes. And, yes, the History Class Brewing Company. That's another great destination downtown. If you haven't been there, what was it that I had? There's spicy. There, what is it? The the um, I want to think. I want to try and get it right. The the um, the Nashville style chicken, the hot chicken sandwich thing. Holy hey, guy, how you doing? It was so good. It was so good. One of the best chicken sandwiches I've ever had. And I wasn't expecting that from the History Brewing Company. I'm not a beer guy, so you're not going to find me going down there to have a beer. But I know a lot of people that do drink beer and they love it. Uh, that's been a great thing. Uh, and that's been Alan who is, um, who's, uh, done a great job with that. And, and a couple, look, downtown Panama city is growing. And if you haven't been down there, go check it out. You don't, you don't have to be out there until nine o'clock at night. You can go down there for dinner. Uh, just experience it a little bit. However, I do have a poll going as to how long it's going to be, uh, before the clock gets taken down. <laughs> it's just the, that clock that they've got right there in front of the, uh, the Martin theater, the, the new roundabout which I hate those roundabouts. Uh, but yeah, a matter of time before for somebody plows into that thing uh, just because they don't know how to use a, a roundabout. <laughs> Too many people. But downtown, is, it's starting to look good. And you don't have to drink either. Uh, there's a lot of great food that's going on there. And of course, there's a couple of music venues uh, that are also there. And of course, um, when you also have uh, the Martin, once that gets back open, uh, there'll be some shows that you can go down in there. It, it, look, downtown Panama City is gonna, it's gonna be something before much longer, and it'll be nice. It'll be nice to see what happens. What's that about the airport? Um, what do you mean, like, uh, like the one at the airport? Uh, the, I don't quite get that comment, but okay. Um, anyhow, Joe Biden. Let's talk about him for a second. He's got a new nickname. His new nickname is now the Abandoner-in-Chief, which is about accurate. The president this year alone has spent 37% of his time as, as president in office on vacation in 2023. As we know, his uh, latest vacation round is uh, spending New Year's Eve in uh, the Virgin Islands at a wealthy donor's home. Where's all the complaints about that, by the way? Where are the Democrats going, uh, that's not fair that he's... He's hanging out at one of his wealthy donors' places. Again, because every vacation that Biden has done, whether it be the one that he did, uh, where was it, in Maine, 
or out in the Martha's Vineyard or out in Colorado or Utah, whichever one it was that he was at. Um, and then there's the Virgin Islands, which is the second time going to that. Every time he's on vacation at one of these places, he's staying at a wealthy donor's place. And there's no no blowback from the, the Democrat Party on that at all. But in addition to the abandoner-in-chief being on vacation more than any other president, there's also been some critical times where we have seen him abandon Americans and leave them stranded in crisis. Obviously, the Afghanistan situation was was a, a bad one uh, where we did have the, the 14 soldiers that were killed, uh, not to mention the countless number of other people that have been left behind. We had the situation in Sudan where he, again, didn't, uh, didn't do what was necessary. Yeah, he is just like Obama, taking the most vacations. Uh, then we also had the situation in Israel where Joe Biden really didn't take a uh, take step up in that. And of course, now we are, we're just knocking on the door of a year, a year. And uh, Biden has still not gone to East Palestine, Ohio. Joe Biden is, uh, he's doing a pretty good job at being uh, the, the uh, abandoner in chief. And of course, Donald Trump the other day ripped into Biden uh, for his excessive vacations. And of course, the blowback happens this way. Donald Trump says, hey, look, uh, you know, you're doing all these excessive vacations, buddy. What's the deal? And then they try to kind of hit that back with Donald Trump. But he he came back at this, rightfully so. And he's like, even when I was on vacation, I was doing work. That's just like uh, George Bush. You remember the the big criticism that he got when he took the, uh, the big trip to uh, his ranch in Texas, where he was there for like a month. Everybody's like, oh, my God, you went off and he's on vacation. But he was working. He had world leaders from all over the place that were showing up. Donald Trump, when he's on his mini vacations that he was doing, a lot of them just being the weekend where he'd go golfing, he would have a lot of um, uh, foreign dignitaries that were there. He was doing a lot of work. He wasn't just sitting out on a beach chair on the beach taking in sun. And right now, with what's going on uh, in the in the the Straits, the uh, the Red Sea Straits, where's Joe Biden? Once again, on vacation, on the beach, relaxing, while we are knocking on the door of the potential war with Iran, a country that has, on a daily basis, reminds us all, death to America. They say it every day: death to America. Now they're sending a warship into the area where we are trying to stop their hootie, uh, you know, funded rebels. And where's Joe Biden? Sitting on the beach in the Virgin Islands, sipping on umbrella drinks. But Donald Trump is the biggest threat to our democracy. Which is something that still has not been answered. Where is the answer to that? Does anybody have an answer to where Donald Trump is the biggest threat to our democracy? And where are the people that want to make America great again? How are they the big threat to the republic and their threat to our democracy and a threat to the way of life? These are people who say, leave us alone. Get out of our everyday life. You guys are ruining everything. Will you knock it off? And yet we get no answer 
about where or what that all means. What does it mean? 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oops, I'm sorry, I missed you. I know I was trying to get to you. Uh, 233-9988 is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, this, is, this is came back to Gary Beck, Captain Gary Beck there. You know, I was with him when the dog got taken from his house and then took him out there. And then, you know, with him addressing the issue with them having the dog and then then they wouldn't let him see the dog. And then shortly after that, I took him back out there and let, let him see the dog. And then after that happened, they killed the dog. So, you know, I, I question a lot of things on that part mm. on what happened, uh, you know, but, you know, most people snap, you know, but Gary, Gary, Gary's going to snap, crackle, and pop. I hope with, not. With these people. I, I, well, I really I hope, hope more than anything that this can come to a, a good, easy resolution. And, and quite honestly, you know, it, I put the blame for the most part on the, the county commission back when it all kind of started because of, exactly. like I had said, they, they didn't, they didn't help him out. You know, he had an idea, he had a concern and rather than saying, look, this is not something that is ours. Let us get you to the right people. They just like, don't bother us. Leave us alone uh, was kind of the attitude yeah. that they took. And I don't think that was the attitude that they should have taken. They shouldn't do that with anybody, no matter who it is no, that goes no. to the city council or the county commission or whoever. They, If they've got a concern or a problem and it's not something that they do, they should very calmly and collectively, despite how crazy off the wall something may sound and come across, you know, say, hey, look, that's not what we do uh, after the right. meeting uh, so that we can get through the meeting and get all the people after the meeting. Get with me so I can get you to the right people. And they never did that. Well, when they label, when, also, when they label him as a, you know, madman, crazy yeah. man, you know, uh, Gary's, Gary's very, very smart. I've known him for many, many years. And when when you label somebody as or basically when you take away their evidence, you know, number one, when you don't have your evidence to prove that, yeah, who becomes crazy? Yeah. You know, but, well, when you keep adding but, fuel to a fire, things are only going to get worse. And the, the thing that has to, the bottom line is stop putting more fuel into that fire, resolve the issue and move forward. I mean, there's new people that are in charge uh, versus back then. Uh, and I think that those people should step up and figure out what they can do and, and just move forward and explain things. Yeah, and when you know, I don't think there's enough ex explanation going on as well. This this coming month, when when they try to take his house from him, you know that that that's going to be another big problem. Uh, you know when when does it stop? Uh, you know, right. or does it stop? Right, and and this is another thing where you know sometimes you just have to sit down and calmly talk things out and explain it. Like if there is something that that Gary is doing wrong, then and I'm just going to say this is uh, just throwing it all out there that if if Gary is in fact doing something wrong. You need to sit down and explain it to him and say, hey, this is the reason for such and such. And don't be combative about it. Sit right. down and explain it. But that seems to be something that is escaping too many people. But I we hope that the situation gets straightened out. We don't want to We don't want to snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> no, that that we don't. I just hope that it all gets straightened out uh, for everybody's sake on that. But, hey, man, Always, thanks, but thanks so much no. for the call. We're up against our break. Yeah, I do so appreciate it. For the people that don't know Gary, you know, he's, he's not the bad guy. You know, yeah. He's just trying to stand up for what is right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Uh, and, you know, that is one of those examples of, you know, government should always be there to help no matter what. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you're looking for candy coated, then Brian is not the Willy Wonka you're looking for. It's the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Taco Tuesday. You know, on Facebook, man, right there, I mean, right there, you can sit there and just... I'm so over the censorship of Facebook and the stupidity of them. The uh, video that I was talking about with the uh, the catchy song where they uh, they made the thing up, um, I ended up getting a, uh, your video is muted in certain countries where Meta does not have music rights. For crying out loud, nobody's got the music rights to it. Some guy just did the thing. Ah! I really wish that Jeff Zuckerman would finish building his little, uh, his little, whatever the hell he's building over there in Hawaii, goes down to it, gets in it, seals it up, and we don't ever hear from him ever again. That little twerp, I'm so over the censorship thing. It just, I don't know if it's censored here or not because only I can see this the thing and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Apparently, it's still there. But um, ugh, I'm just over it. I'm just, I'm over the censorship. Knock it off. That's all I got to say to that. <sighs> Anyhow, I mean, we could probably prepare for more of it. There will probably be more. Do you know that the um, the Biden administration is, in fact, still trying to um, to restart the whole, um, what was it that they called it? The, um, the, the misinformation, the whatever that, you know, the Ministry of Truth. They're still trying to start that thing back up because they got to be there to be able to tell you what's true and what's not. You know what you really need to do? And this is something that is a problem. It wasn't too long ago. There was a law that we had where media outlets were not allowed to do propaganda. You had to be pretty much honest about what's going on. No propaganda. And I forgot who it was. It might've been Obama that um, signed it. It may have been earlier than that. So don't, don't quote me on that, but we got away with that bill and did away with it. And ever since then, you have so much control with the media the media will say whatever the hell they want to say. We have groups like Facebook that will tell you what you can and cannot say. That's why I'm liking Wimpkin so much. Wimpkin, by the way, is the other site that we uh, we do stream the video of the show. It's Wimpkin.com. It's W-I-M-K-I-N. The guys that actually formed that, um, they got sick and tired of censorship themselves. And look, the battles that they have had just because they want to have censor-free uh, areas and they don't want to put up. They they have been banned from servers. They've had bank issues. They've All because they want to have free speech. But you remember, the people that are the most dangerous that we have got to look out for, it's those MAGA people. The MAGA people and Donald Trump, they are the biggest danger and threat to our democracy. And, and depending on who you're asking, they'll sometimes say Republic. The biggest danger that we have are people like Jeff Zuckerberg. Is that his name? Zuck, Jeff Zuckerberg? Was Zuckerberg. Whatever the heck his name is. The idiot from Facebook. The fact that he continues to allow the censorship. And of course, they have multiple platforms, you know, that, that they'll also do that in. And anytime that you're like, hey, look, we need to have some free speech. Oh my God, that's like offensive. You know what's offensive is listening to people whine and cry that everything's offensive and that I can't say something in return to you being offended. Instead, you get to have the control over me and everybody else because, oh, my God, your feelings are hurt. 
Oh my God, it's it just, it's too much. I can't handle it. I don't know. I think we need to start putting some testosterone in some of the water supplies. Just dump that by like the, the, the tanker truck full. We need to man up a little bit more in this country. Stop it with all this being offended by every little thing. Sorry, I, I, I was intending to go in a completely different direction, but I just happened to see that modus pop up on my Facebook page. It just set me off. I'm just, I'm done with it. I'm done with the censorship. And you know, the, the people that are afraid right now that Donald Trump is going to get back into office and when he does get back into office, that he is going to be on a revenge tour. Good. Good. That is exactly what needs to happen. And if you are somebody that is so afraid that Donald Trump is going to get into this revenge tour and that you're going to be in danger, that's the sign that you're a problem, that you're part of the problem, that you're one of the idiots that needs to go. You're the actual threat to the democracy. And those who go off and they, they, they throw that around, oh my God, it's a threat to our democracy. Think about what a democracy is. If you understand what a democracy is versus a constitutional republic, you'll realize you're on the wrong side of this. Brian Kilmeade Show is on the way next. We'll do this all again tomorrow morning. Don't forget you can grab the podcast of the show at Newstalk101.com. We're out. See you later. W-Y-O-O, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.